everybody. Welcome to the Reflections of the Savior podcast. This is Josh Hill, and I am here with John Wiggins. And today uh, we're going to be talking about what heaven is and all of the wonderful things that go along with that. Um, Alex is in Disney World, and he is missing out on this awesome discussion, but uh, just be in prayer for him as he and his family travel. But I'll kick it over to John, and we'll get started. All right, well, we're going to read uh, a passage here on heaven. Uh, So the passage, uh, let's read uh, really just chapter 21, verse, verse 3 and 4 here. It says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That's so good. Isn't that good? Like That's the former so things. Good. Like what? What are the former things, man? All the effects of the fall. You know, I mean, all the brokenness in the world. Uh, it, we have so internalized the effects of the fall that I think most people would struggle to even tell you what they were. You know, f- just from a an overhead perspective, you know, you would say, well, you know, none of the effects of the fall are going to be there. And that's such an overwhelming and all-encompassing thought yeah. that is almost unrealistic for us to talk about. But like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Tolkien who said in The Lord of the Rings, you know, alluding to heaven, uh, and he would hate the fact that we've made biblical allegories out of his literature. He was a strong believer, but he hated allegorical literature. He and C.S. Lewis fought about that. Fun fact for you. But... um <laughs> Every sad thing becoming untrue. Uh-huh. That, that's the coolest yeah. thing. And and kind of can be encompassed in, in that. But um, so describing aspects of the new heaven and the new earth, so much of that can be just covered in the reality that no more sin, no more sadness, no more hurt, no more anger. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's a good a good word. I I uh, before we jump into the questions, I wanted to read this quote uh, from Spurgeon. He said, uh, "To come uh, to thee is to come home from exile, to come to a land out of the raging storm, to come to rest after long labor, to come to the goal of my desires and the summit of my wishes." That's a pretty good expression of what going to heaven is like. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had to, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I think I said last time our hearts long for for uh, heaven, restoration, and uh, and and being with the Lord. Like our, I think we're hardwired to long for that, uh, have some kind of yearning within us for that. Um, uh, I think. Uh, maybe that comes through what Scripture says when it says He has set eternity in our hearts um, uh, in, in the sense that we long for an eternal dwelling with God, you know. And uh, and I think that's true of every person on the planet. And uh, a longing for something beyond what is here and what mm-hmm. is experienced, you know. Even, yeah. even people that are what we would consider to be unreached people groups for the gospel or people that historically had no access to what we know to be the gospel um, as far as the Bible, as far as the Word of God. Um, You can see in their mythologies, even, they had a longing for what was eternal. They had a longing for something beyond um, what is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, God sets eternity on the hearts of men. That's that's mankind in general. That's the reality that um, He gives us the awareness to know that there's something 
something more um, and ultimately better found in fellowship with him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think when we instantly start talking about heaven, we we kind of uh, uh, we think in terms of, uh, well, what our culture puts in our head sometimes, right? And not what Scripture says of heaven. And so um, let, let's, let's just take a minute. I, the question is, describe some of the aspects of the renewed heaven and, and the, the new earth, I think, is what he's trying to get at there. But, but uh, what, what, uh, what are some things that kind of come to mind when I th- start to think about what, what does the Bible say about heaven? Not, not what does the cartoon characters make of heaven, you know, when they put the, yeah, you know, the clouds uh, up in the sky. And, right, and not what our culture views, but mm-hmm. what, what does Scripture say about heaven? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, uh, you know I, think, I think we think sometimes on the level of, like, hell's not heaven's equal opposite, uh, that heaven, uh, <clears throat> um, and I, I, I don't think it is. Like, heaven is far better than hell will ever be bad. You know, I mean, I, I think in some, in some weird way, I think that's true. You know, when the Bible talks about, talks about hell a lot, more, you know, but, um, you know, you, you read heaven and you think, man, like, uh, to, to remove everything that's, that sin has, has devastated about that, uh, the Eden, you know, that we were once a part of. Um, and, to uh and think about that and how how the this new heaven will be so superior to that um <clears throat> uh to to even what we're experiencing in the here and now uh is an exciting thing you know uh the typical thought uh you know heaven is a place where we're going to sit on clouds and and strum our harps and yes, flap our wings absolutely right and and it's you know it's so far from like the new earth thought, right? I mean, or I think even sometimes just a biblical heaven thought. Yeah, yeah. But it, like, I even, but but I mean, I guess what I mean is like we we don't think about heaven in terms of the new earth a lot. Like, mm. there there is the heaven that is now, but there's also going to be a new earth that is to come, mm. and that new earth is uh, is what I'm excited about. You know, to be honest with you, like mm. I I um, I've I've read. Uh, you know, some Alcorn, for example, it's, it's a book I've got in front of me here. And, and I would encourage anybody who's who's listening to to read Randy Alcorn's book here. I mean, I don't agree with everything he says, but but I, I, there's some things that he says that are profound and help me to uh, long for heaven even more, mm. you know. And and so I think it's worth the read. Uh, but but um, <clears throat> he um, he makes a, a clear distinction between the heaven that is right now, the, the this current heaven that is, and the heaven that is to come in the new earth when heaven and earth come together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really see that in uh, in Scripture very clearly uh, in in the book of Revelation, how how these two things are going to come together and and uh, in the days ahead. And it really kind of, if you think about the new earth, like it does away with a lot of those kind of false pretenses that the culture sort of puts in our head. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I think it's healthy to regularly think about the new earth and what it will be. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's because you think about earth now, and it's like we talked about briefly earlier, everything we think about on this earth has tinges and is, is tainted with the reality of sin. Mm-hmm. Whether that is the fact that 
it is difficult to get out of bed in the morning to see a beautiful sunrise mm-hmm. because we're tired and and the reality of fatigue is is setting in um fatigue is obviously imperfect that's just reality um what about uh sickness what about pain in childbirth you know even mm-hmm. the joy of a new child is tinged with the difficulty of the childbirth in and of itself that's an effect of the fall um but all of these these hard things that we enjoy the enjoyment will still be there in the new earth mm-hmm. and all of the negative effects not yeah and that's just so foreign to the idea of the human experience i think it's hard for us to even talk about sometimes yeah i, I remember uh uh one of the things that he said in, in light of that thought was uh that the heaven that is now is not not he says it's not the eternal heaven. It's not eternal mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sense that it's going to give way to something better. Sure. I uh, mean, I, we even see that just in the passage um, you alluded to in Revelation 21, right. verse 1. says, mm-hmm. Then I saw a new earth and a new heaven, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. So clearly, yeah. the heaven now is not the heaven That's right. forever. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, the heaven uh, we will go to when we die, the present heaven is a temporary place a stop along the way to what is far better in the new earth and mm. and i think that's i think that's encouraging um to us uh when we ask the question what is heaven like we we really have to ask two questions what is heaven like and what will heaven be like you know yeah. i think there's two questions yeah. there um uh, so anyways, and I think that's what he's getting at here when he says the renewed heaven and the earth, but I think we've tackled that a little bit. How does, how does our culture typically view heaven? We talked about that a little bit already too. Uh, but what aspects of those, of how the culture thinks about it would be, uh, undermining the gospel in a sense? Um, right. So how often do we think about, and does our culture think about and talk about heaven as a destination for good people? Mm-hmm. Uh, which in and of itself is problematic because as believers, we know that there's no such thing as an inherently good person. We depend fully on the righteousness of Christ, and otherwise our righteousness is as filthy rags before a holy God. That's right. Um, but our culture views it as, oh, yeah, he was a, a great person, or you know, she served at the soup kitchen all the time, and uh, she really loved people. She was nice to everybody, or... Uh, there was never a day when I didn't see him with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Not to discount any of those things. Those are good things, and, and good things are good things. Um, but the reality is that no good things, no matter how good they are, will get you into heaven. But it's so easy for us to put that perspective of, well, every encounter I had with this person was good, so they must be in heaven. And that effectively yeah. undermines the gospel by making the rubric of righteousness not a holy God, Absolutely. But, but you. Mm-hmm. And you and your perceptions can't send somebody to heaven. Absolutely. Can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. It, it, it undermines the picture of, of how Jesus did make a way for us through his death on the cross. Uh, uh, Jesus experienced the hell we deserved so that for eternity we can experience the heaven uh, that we don't deserve, and so na- naturally we don't get there. Naturally, we don't get there mm. uh, as a default setting. We get there through the blood of Christ, and absolutely. And so, uh, any kind of idea about heaven apart from Jesus is f- is foreign to the Bible. Um, and so, 
uh, I think that, yeah, that's, that's probably the best and fundamental picture of, of uh, how your thoughts about heaven can undermine uh, the gospel. If you're, if it, the cultural thought is that all the good guys are going, and that's false. Uh, it's it's uh, in, incredibly false. Because and the moment that we put ourselves in a place where we can define what good is, we've put ourselves in the position of judge, uh, and that's a position that only God can fulfill accurately. Yeah, that's because right. just think about how many people would say about you, whoever you are listening, um, that you weren't good to them. And imagine if your eternal destination depended on one person's perception of the type of person that you are. It's probably not a pleasant thought. Right, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Grudem mentions music and other artistic activities and creativity and technology. Um, these are features of human culture that will be present in the new creation. So how should the permanence of these things uh, affect how we view them in the present. I find that to be a very interesting question. Yeah, I bet you being arts, the arts, uh, you 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 uh, uh, would would think that, and I I think rightly so, man. It's it's a great it's a great thought, you know. I mean that sure. some elements of uh, yeah those those things that are we experience now that are good things that we go that that were that we're encouraged by or you know we we uh, um, uh, we're inspired by uh, mm-hmm. will will always be in some in some sense uh you know a part of our reality even in a new earth you know uh that's a pretty cool thought yeah and thinking about too you know it's it's easy to look at something that someone has painted or look at something that somebody has or listen to something somebody has composed uh, especially a believer and go oh man that that brings mm-hmm. glory to God. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, like uh, when you look at the Last Supper, you know, Da Vinci sure. painting, you go, man, that is beautiful. And mm-hmm. that is brings glory to God. Um, you know, some people would disagree with that for various reasons, theological and otherwise. But um, to some degree, we can, we can all say that the good things that we see and the good things that we know in this life are... Um, influenced by the true creator of all goodness and that would be the lord mm-hmm. um, but then he he gets into technology and that's an interesting that's an interesting viewpoint yeah that um, is not that i think he's wrong but it's kind of polarizing occasionally mm-hmm. when you think about technology like um spacex <laughs> for instance uh. just as a that's the most <laughs> out there technology i can think about um, is mankind reaching for the heavens a testament to the glory of God, or is it an outpouring of the pride that we have? Hmm. That's a hypothetical for your week. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's, it's just difficult oh, and different. Again, not that I'm saying he's wrong. I think our media team and our technology people use technology for the glory of God constantly and it's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing it, technology is a great tool for evangelism as we've seen on our live stream that we've started this year yeah um yeah but as with anything you can have slippery slopes because the same internet that allows you to reach people uh, that may never have been reached before uh, is the same internet that um in the wrong hands provides a black market for human trafficking so mm-hmm. um Again, one of those things where you take all of the good things to the new creation and you throw away all the bad. 
Yeah, I think social media should just be thrown out. I'm just going to make that request yeah, when Facebook, I get up there. <laughs> Facebook's not making it to the new creation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, heaven is sometimes called a return to Eden. In what ways will the new creation be like Eden? And in what ways uh, will it differ from Eden? Um, well, I mean, I think the fundamental way that it will be like Eden is we will be restored to um, relationship with God in a way that has not been known between mm-hmm. humanity and God since Adam since, and Eve in the garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they walked with the Lord. Yeah. Um, I say hasn't been known since then. I guess Enoch would be the exception, the mm-hmm. one that we know about. Um, yeah. Enoch walked with God, and that was it. So then other than Adam and Eve and Enoch, we haven't really seen that. <laughs> Maybe Jesus. <laughs> and Well, yeah, but then he was God. So yes, that's, that's exactly know. right. Yeah, so a little different. Yeah, I, I uh, when I think about that, um, I, I think, uh, I, I do think of heaven as being, or the new earth as being a return to Eden, in a sense, uh, uh, and um, along for that day, it'll be, it'll be different because the Savior that's there is, is as nail-pierced hands. Um, right. uh, the Savior that is there was, uh, became a lamb, uh, you know, uh, so that we could, uh, we could also be there with him, you know, and, um, so, uh, another question here, what do you look forward to more reunion with friends and relatives that have gone on before or being in the presence, uh, of God and in his glory? Um, I think that's a pretty easy question for me. I, I, let me, let me read you this thought. Um, I, I remember this, uh, illustration in this book. Um, and I think it goes well with this question, like, you know, our, is heaven a place where I'm going to get to see my friends and my, my family again? Or, or is heaven a primarily a place where I get to be with God? You know, I think it is a really important heart question, uh, you know, because um, we can make people ultimate uh, and in our affections. Uh, that's, we're certainly capable of that. And so I think we would, should guard against that uh, and uh, unless that person is the person of Jesus, you know, uh, and and the Lord Himself, the presence of God. Uh, but this this illustration in this book, it said it, there was an Indiana cemetery, and there was a tombstone, and it was really old, over a hundred years old. And it said this little phrase: it "said Paul is stranger when you pass me by, as you are now, so once was I, as I am now, you will be. So prepare for death and follow me." And another fellow came by as that, after that inscription was done, this other fellow inscribed something below it. And he said, to follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. <laughs> In other words, uh, I want to be sure you went wow. to heaven, first of all. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, um, and the reality is, you know, like uh, there, there are people who, who we might make ultimate in our lives who are not even going to be in heaven. And and uh, Oof, man, just stab everybody in the heart right now, John. Well, that, I mean, that, but that's the truth, right? And so uh, there, we is. don't know the hearts of our closest, most intimate relationships. You know, mm. I mean, we we don't we know them well, but like, uh, you know, I can All only be assured yeah. in terms of my salvation of my own salvation. You know, yes. and and so I'm never going to be disappointed with heaven because I know that that what, what Christ did, you know, and I know, uh, the gospel and believe it and trust it in Jesus. And he is the pinnacle of my affection. And so heaven is going to be delight for me because, because I get to be with be him there and Jesus will be there. Absolutely. And that's it. You know, that's, 
it's funny that that, that kind of ties into just the thought of consumerism in general. Um, mm. You know, we are only going to be happy with something if the things that we like will be there. Um, for instance, because uh, you could tie back into a, a million different things. You could you could say, well, um, you know, if if there's not going to be a light show at church, there are some people that say, man, if the lights aren't good enough, I'm not really excited about how this is all working. You know, um, maybe I'm I'm not really going to enjoy church if the lights aren't going the way that I want them to go. Right, um, right. Similarly, uh, maybe on another side of a demographic, you have uh, a group of people that would say, um, "Man, if the choir is not singing, then something was missing from church, um, and and therefore you don't enjoy it as much." But very similarly, as you have. The purpose of the church is to what? Commune with other believers and to worship God corporately and to hear the word of God preached. Mm-hmm. Um, none of those other things that we're talking about are bad things at all. In fact, they're good things. In the same way, it's a good thing that we hope to see people that we know and people that we love in the new earth, in mm-hmm. the new creation that is to come. But the best thing and the ultimate thing is the fact that we have restored and renewed complete wholeness in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. That's right. Absolutely. Amen. Agree. Uh, I uh, uh, I think the next question here is uh, um, how can we grow in our love uh, for fellowship with God? And I, I think obviously <laughs> prayer and and spending time in God's Word and knowing God through His Word is going to be a catalyst for us to want to know him more, you know, and, and so, uh, uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this, this thought, uh, unless you've got something else, Josh, uh, John 14, that's the pastor I'm going to be preaching in just a little bit, you know, uh, I'm going to be preaching, um, a funeral, uh, this afternoon, and, and John 14 is the passage I always share, and I always share these verses from it, uh, uh, which talk about, um, heaven, and uh, Jesus says Jesus is the one talking, and he's talking to the disciples, and and they are very fearful about his uh, imminent departure. You know, he's talked about his his death uh, a couple of times at this point, and and he speaks uh, to the disciples in this moment. He says, "Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you?" And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I'm going. Mm. I, think of, I think Jesus is talking about a lot here, and, and I think sometimes we simplify it into just talking about heaven with this passage, but... And I think that's the primary thing that Jesus is talking about, that, that in the end, uh, where I am, you will be also, if you'll believe in me, trust in me. I think that is the main message here that Jesus is saying. Uh, but, but I also think Jesus is, is headed to Calvary, and, and Jesus mm. is looking to, he has, as Luke says, already set his face to Jerusalem in, in a real way. And so I think Jesus' preparation for heaven is Calvary's cross, uh, in, in the days ahead for him. And, and so, um, and we know that in a sense, we're going to 
take up our cross to follow him. And so there's a real sense of I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may all be also. Like, you're, like um, I'm going to die on a cross. You're going to carry a cross. You know, I mean, we, we see that as well, you know, in the Christian life. So, so uh, I think it's both and. I think it's heaven uh, that Jesus is talking about uh, because Jesus is making a promise here to say, hey, listen, I'm going to go to Calvary's cross, and if you'll believe in me, you're going to be with me forever. Like, where, I, where I eternally dwell, you will eternally be. Um, hmm. That's good. Uh, but um, I think he's also saying there, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to Calvary's cross to prepare for that place. And, uh, and if you are going to go there, if you're, gonna go, if, you're, if you're willing to follow me and, and take up your cross, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me uh, in like fashion, then the promise is going to be true, and I'll I'll be faithful to keep my word. That where I am, there you may be also. You know, uh, that's and that's that's so good. And obviously, it is our sincere hope and prayer that that you join into relationship with God, so that you can be with Him and be with us forever. Ultimately, be with Him in the new creation, and to to know and love and worship Him forever. Um, and if you want to know more about what that looks like and what it looks like to be a follower of Christ Jesus, uh, we would love to talk to you. Feel free to give us a call, uh, call the church office, or send us a message. We just want to talk to you uh, because let me tell you, this is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. Um, But until we see you again, we love you and we're praying for you. But know this, uh, this is the last podcast of the year, uh, and we've actually finished up with this book that we've been going through, The Wayne Grudem um, Christian Beliefs. So uh, we're going to start off with something exciting and new uh, the first week of January. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, We're not exactly sure what that's going to look like yet, but we do know it's going to be exciting and new. Those things I can promise you. Uh, But we love you guys. Thanks for joining us, uh, and we will talk to you soon.